up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for this special mini-series of the podcast where we're talking with business owners to see how they're handling our new reality. Today, I'm joined by a truly badass business owner and my cousin, Maida Rodriguez-Alvarez. Maida is an immigration attorney who runs her own practice in Highland, Indiana, and I'll let her explain a little bit more about that. But thank you so much for being here. It's so good to see you. Good to see you, Prima. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, I do immigration law, so we focus on helping people obtain their green cards. Sorry, <laughs> and <laughs> I help them with their applications uh, with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. So whenever you have to get a green card uh, or your citizenship, there's a lot of forms. So we help them out through that process. I also represent clients in immigration court when they are in deportation proceedings, and I have different trials with that. And also, I do help them bond out when they are detained by ICE. Wow. I think your perspective um, is going to be really important to share. So I really appreciate you taking the time and (laughs) dealing with our technical difficulties this morning. (laughs) I know. Um, It's fun. (laughs) So let's just dive right in. What's the biggest shift you and your team have had to make in your business? Well, working from home. This is something we decided very last minute and it was very rushed and we were sitting there one day and it was my birthday actually, March 13th, when Trump announced that this was a, a, well, no, the World Health Organization announced it was a global pandemic, but the Mm -hmm. CDC finally said we needed a social distance and stay home. So we're sitting in my office cutting my cake and we're going back and forth, like, how do we do this? And finally I said, you know what? everyone pack up. We're all working from home. Like I'm not risking this because my husband is immunocompromised. He does have a kidney transplant. And so my uh, assistants agreed and my paralegal agreed and they're like, yeah, let's do it. We all got our printers, our scanners, our computers, our desktop, our two laptops. And I went out to Office Depot and bought them like big bins of files in. We decided which files we needed to work on for the week. And we all left. We're like, okay. And then we got home and we're like, uh, this is a little more difficult than we thought. Yeah. Because usually the process is my paralegal will do the forms, I'll review them. And then, you know, I scan them in, we mail them. So it, it, it became a little bit more difficult. And then, so yeah, it, it, it's been quite the transition from having, you know, your office. So how have you addressed that shift being working from home now with your kid, your children there and your husband there and everybody trying to get their schoolwork and work done? I've had to change my hours, my consultation hours from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. because in the morning, my husband has online classes that he's attending and he also is working from home. So in the morning, I'm playing teacher, cook, house mom, dog mom, everything else, (laughs) Uh, and then at three o'clock we do a shift and then I speak to clients over the phone. Uh, my answering service does have the prompt that says that everything's over the phone. Now, some clients are a little upset about that because they don't deal well over the phone. They don't deal well with technology. 
they want to see me in person. And it's, it's been a little difficult with, with that. And um, so three to six, I'm talking on the phone. I'm trying to get in contact with ICE or the Department of Homeland Security if I need to. Or having some, I've had, I have had a couple of Zoom consultations. Mm-hmm. And then about six to seven, six to eight, we're eating dinner, cleaning up here. And then from like seven to 11, I'm usually working on files because I still have to do legal arguments, go over forms and send out packages. Because as of now, immigration is still taking applications. And um, so that's what I've been doing. I'm working all day, I feel like, and it's been hard. I don't have a break, so I can't say, oh man, I need to go, you know, run to Starbucks really quick, or I'm going to go to happy hour after this with my, with my team. Right. So So in addition to being upset with, um, or some of them upset with the technology issues, how, how else is your business community responding to your new hours? Well, for the most part, I think they like it. I think they like the hours because everyone I feel at least in my clients, they start their day late, especially those that have kids and have to stay home. Mm-hmm. They start their day late and about three o'clock is when they're finally feeling like, okay, I could get a few different things done that don't involve the kids or the house. Right. So I think, I think they like it, but I think they wish it was in person. Yeah. So this is something I'm looking at that I, I thought maybe I should do hours later in the afternoon during the week when uh, we're able to open back up. I, I did start incorporating Saturdays, like every other Saturday morning. And I think afternoons would be better because, you know, the majority of my clients work during the day. So afternoons would be better. And then that way they don't have to ask for time off. So that's, it, it's been a learning experience in that sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, it will be interesting to see how businesses shift their, their operating hours after this is over, because people are probably noticing different trends like that. Like if your clients work, they have kids that they have to get off to school. It's important to keep those things in mind when you're setting your hours. Um, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see how that changes. And back to your, your no Starbucks breaks. How are you taking care of yourself during this time when it seems like you're working from the minute you get up to the time you go to sleep? Well, I try to exercise. I'm a runner. I haven't gone to run, <laughs> but I've gone to walk. Well, that's um, good. So we've been trying to walk. Uh, there's a park close to my house, although I did go the other day to try to run. and There were so many people there, and I was so upset. And, I, and then I got a cough when I got home, and I thought, this was it. Why did I go? <laughs> but no, um, I try to exercise. I'm a good cook, so I've been cooking Probably not the best foods, but a lot of comfort food. Comfort food is good too, especially right right now. We've been eating a lot of comfort food too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. And spending time with Joaquin, my son, he's a lot of fun. You know, he's on the autism spectrum. So he learns and does things a little different. So I get to spend a lot more time with him, which has been very fun and very interesting learning uh, how he learns and how, uh, his perspective of things. And I feel like he's talking more now that we're, we're here. So I I think it's benefited him in in a sense. So that's, that's, that's fun. Yeah. That is a nice perk at getting that quality family time in a little more than usual. And um, just the last question today, how can we support you and how can we support your business during this time? Well, um, I would say 
supporting me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not too worried about me in a sense, like my business, because immigration is always going to be there. There's always immigration issues. I know clients are having trouble right now deciding whether or not, hey, I'm going to pay my immigration attorney or I need to eat. And I can respect that. I understand that. Uh, I think we'll be okay as far as business for at least a few months, right? Right. But um, I think it's important to know that the immigrant community is suffering and they're suffering disproportionately at this time because a lot of them work without social security numbers. Unfortunately, they work cash jobs in the restaurant business, the hotel business, the industry, and they're going to need a lot of support and they're not going to qualify for these stimulus checks. So um, I think it's important once we get back up and running, which I hope to God it's sooner than we think that we continue to support small businesses or restaurants. And actually now, even now, if you're going to order takeout, try to order from a small business. McDonald's, Wendy's, they're going to be there forever. And if you can order from a small business, that helps. I I have some small business owners that have restaurants that have had to close because takeout was not working out for them and delivery and all of that. It's just not financially stable for a lot of people. It's not worth it to keep. Yeah. And they, they were not um, making as much money. So they had to close. So if you could still during this time, uh, continue to support, support small business, then that helps my clients out to be able to sustain their families and then eventually, you know, be able to seek out immigration help. Um, so yeah, I'd say continue as much as you can supporting any small business. And are you aware of any other resources or organizations that people could contribute to financially to support immigrants or um, small businesses like this other than ordering from the business directly? There are a few. Um, I will have to send you some links, but I have seen in my networks that people are bringing those up and and they're also bringing up for those that right now are stuck at the border. Yeah. Um, That's another whole thing. Immigration court is a whole mess because some are closed, Mm -hmm. the non-detained hearings. So people that are not currently detained or waiting a, a hearing in a detention center those have been closed and have to be rescheduled, which is a mess because those are already years far out and right. people have been waiting years for this day and now they're going to have to wait more years. Uh, but the detained cases are currently still operating and they're expecting immigration attorneys, by the way, to provide their own PPE equipment when they go to these hearings. And yeah, can you talk about that a little more? I know you did on social media, but... So detained clients are clients that are awaiting there are hearings or trials in detention centers, kind of like being in jail because immigration is a civil offense or, you know, anything related to immigration is civil. It's not criminal. Mm-hmm. So they're not considered in jail. They're considered in detention centers. Right. And these people have their hearings uh, that decide whether or not they get to stay here. And during that time, they must remain detained in certain circumstances. Some, in some cases they can bond out and await their trial. Um, but in some cases where they're, um, They've been here a couple of times and documented or they have different things going on. They have to remain detained. So they'll have, they'll remain detained and then it's their hearing day and they can get out uh, if, if they win their trial. But they have to provide the attorneys when they go to these trials have to provide their own PPE equipment when they go to these trials. So what they're asking, there's a lot of petitions or some lawsuits that have been filed that say, hey, why don't you let, you know, because, again, immigration is a civil offense. 
let these people out on bond or under an order of supervision, which is usually like an ankle monitor until, um, you know, the courts can open back up and we can do everything properly because it's a health risk. And for a while there, up until about last week, even non-detained courts were still open in certain states. And so every day I get uh, an email with different courts that are open or not open. And so it's not uniformed. And this is the federal government we're talking about. It's not uniformed. And we're all nervous. Uh, I've had to decline two cases that were detained because they, at the time, now they changed it. It was for bond hearings and they wanted me to go in person and I had to provide my own equipment. And I said, I can't take that risk with with my family. So I had to um, refer them out. But now they say you could do bond hearings over the phone, but still, if you have a detained trial, you have to go in person so far as of today. I don't know if that'll change. I hope it does because it's, you know, there's a lot of uh, different social media posts of my attorney friends that have masks and goggles and they're still having to go. And at the border, uh, the MPP program, which is the Remain in Mexico program, there's a lot of clients that had their trials coming up and they were, you know, because now you have to have your trial before you come into the country for asylum. And those got either postponed or they're going on, but not, there's no attorneys that can travel. So they're all kind of stuck without counsel. And I think it's a due process issue because how can you, you know, if you have the right and the ability to get counsel, but then they're not letting you by putting all these roadblocks, it's exactly, it's a, it's a big issue right now, but um, there's a lot of organizations that are doing work with that and uh, taking donations and uh, support for yeah. Supplies because they're going to be stuck living in tents waiting this all out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you could send that, um, send those links to me and I'll be sure to share it with everyone because I think that sometimes I find just like getting stuck in my own little world in my apartment with my family. And I think it's important to keep sharing the stories of what's happening elsewhere. I mean, even right here. So thank you so much for being here and for sharing Mm -hmm. your perspective today and for all you're doing. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. And good luck with everything. I know, you know, we're all praying that this is over soon. So yes, we're in it together. (laughs) We are. We are all here together. So if there's anything else we can do, just let me know. Yeah, same here. Thank you. All right. Thank you.